It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. It is a brand new week here on the podcast, so welcome to our Monday episode, and we're so blessed to be able to share with all of you today, to be able to share this podcast in video form and audio form, eight minutes of life, eight minutes of hope, eight minutes of encouragement from the Word of God. And I'm so glad you've chosen to join us today as we have this opportunity to look into God's Word together. You know, there's no other source of absolute truth. There's no other source of absolute life that we can look to. No other book that contains absolute truth, absolute life. No other source in this world of fake news, and you never really know what's true and what isn't. Well, with the Word of God, we know it's absolutely true. It's absolutely alive. It's a light. It's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Praise God for His Word. So, we are going to be looking in the vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. This is our last week in this series. We started it three weeks ago. It's a four-week, 20-episode series. So today we start the last week, the final five episodes in the Dry Bones series. And of course, we're seeing, we're looking in depth at Ezekiel's vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. How? Ezekiel saw a vision, and he it represented the people of Israel. It represented his nation that was in captivity. And he saw them, and they were scattered. He saw this valley of bones that were dry and very dry. They were disconnected. They were lying in a valley in the lowest place. The Lord said to Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel knew there was no way. There was no way these bones could live again outside of the grace of God, outside of a miracle. There was no way that that dry, desolate bones can live again. There was no way that his nation could live again. So Ezekiel gave the right answer initially. He said, Lord, you know. I don't know. I don't know if those bones can live again, but God, you know. And uh, the Lord, of course, when there was no hope in the natural, the Lord gave hope. He told Ezekiel, prophesy to those bones, prophesy, son of man, And the bones ended up coming back to life. And that's what we were looking at last week, that first the bones became connected to each uh, each other once again, formed skeletons. Then the bones received the covering of, uh, of muscles and skin. So, of course, connection, that very obviously represents being connected to Christ and other believers, that if we want revival, if we want to live in the resurrection power, we need to be connected. The covering represents the covering of Christ's righteousness. And then the third thing that happened was that the Spirit of God, the wind, blew into those bodies, those bodies that were now covered but still didn't have life. The wind blew into them. They received breath. They came back to life. That represents the Holy Spirit. The wind, the breath always represents the Holy Spirit. And we looked at that on Friday. We're going to continue that theme today. We're going to see that to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, first at salvation, we need to uh, receive him. The Holy Spirit comes, we are born again. Next, if we, we want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, that's a revelation. That's an experience of the Spirit of God we want. And then still, we want to continue to say, Lord, more of your Spirit, more of your anointing, more of your power. Don't let me settle for anything less than your absolute best Those are all experiences of the Spirit of God that God wants to give us. Now, when we receive of God's Spirit, 
It doesn't come from us. We can't earn it. We can't work it up. We can't say, well, I'm going to say some magic words and then it'll come to me. Or, well, I, I want to be full of the Spirit, so let me just sort of force speaking in tongues out. It does not work that way. Let me uh, come up with some rules and then I'll be full of the Spirit. It doesn't work that way. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it. Does that mean our part is entirely passive? There's nothing at all, no responsibility at all in our part? I believe the answer is no. There is one thing we have to do to walk in the fullness of the Spirit, to have more of the Holy Spirit, to experience His power in a new way. There is one thing we need to do. Jesus tells us in John 20, verse 22, he's speaking to his disciples. And this is after the resurrection. Jesus is risen from the dead. He's meeting his disciples, and he, he speaks to them. John 20, 22. And when Jesus had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. You know, many theologians kind of pinpoint this as the born-again experience of the disciples after the resurrection of Jesus. But Jesus breathed on them. He told them to receive. And why? Why did Jesus give them this instruction? Why did Jesus tell them to receive it? It meant that they had a choice. It meant that the disciples actually had a choice to either receive the gift, to receive the Holy Spirit, or to reject the free gift that God wanted to give them. They did have a choice. You see, there's nothing they could do to earn their salvation, to earn the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to earn an increase in his anointing. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to say, okay, I did my part, now God has to do his. I fulfilled my part of the bargain, God has to do his. Friends, it doesn't work that way. We can't earn it. But that doesn't mean there's nothing for us to do. We have to make a choice to say, yes, Lord, I receive. We do have a part to play in that we have to open our heart and say, yes, Lord, I receive that free gift you want to give me. I receive that free gift that you are working, that you are giving to my life. You see, when the Holy Spirit is being poured out, we need to make the choice to open our hearts and allow him inside. Let me put it this way. Let's say I had a long-lost uncle who came to me one day with a check for $10 million, and he wanted to give me this check, $10 million. What would happen if I refused to open my hands, if I zipped up all my pockets, and I ran away from him as quickly as possible? He may want to give me the $10 million, but if I refused to receive, I would miss out on the blessing. I would miss out on the free, undeserved gift. In order to receive the $10 million, I have to say, yes, I have to open my hands. I have to say, thank you. Now, does that mean I get the glory? I get the honor for receiving it, for making that good choice? No, it's not that, wow, what a great choice Cameron made to receive the $10 million. Nobody would be talking about my great choice. They'd be talking about what a, what a wonderful thing my uncle had done. They'd be talking about how great he was to give me such a great gift. The honor and the glory would all go to my uncle. My only part, though, is to say yes and receive. It's exactly the same with God. All the honor, all the glory, all the praise, it doesn't go to me for receiving salvation. It doesn't go to me for receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't go to me for receiving, going deeper into the things of God. All I'm doing is saying yes, but I do have to say yes. There is a choice required on my part to say, I'm not going to reject this wonderful gift. I'm not going to reject this awesome thing, the God you want to give me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want more of your spirit. I want more of your life. I want more of your power. 
Friends, I want a revival of the Holy Spirit in my own life. I want to know him more. I want to be so full of his anointing and his glory. I want to receive the breath of God. Don't you? Let's ask God for more of his spirit and his power in our lives. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.